Driving a race car is my way of making a living My way of putting the bread on a table at home The green light flashes, the flags go up Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank Fuel burning fast on an empty tank Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns Their prowess is potent and secretly stern As they speed through the finish, the flags go down The fans get up and they get out of towns He's going the distance He's going for Welcome to Couch Potato Radio, Derek Hansen with you here on this Wednesday We got a fun show for you as John Krasinski is going to join us from The Athletic Talk about the life of Sid Hartman and also you know all his dealings with him and the uh, bleakness that is the Minnesota sports scene right now. And then we'll head to today's KFGO, which will feature some of our great shows, including the uh, debate today for the lone U.S. congressional seat between challenger Zach Rackerud and U.S. Congressman uh, Kelly Armstrong. But right now, we're going to wrap up the season on special checkers and wreckers with you with our, our guru and Corey Litton. Hello, Corey. Long time no talk. Hey, yeah, it has been a while. Uh, nice to be back on here with you. I yeah. took a, made sure to take a shower for the radio today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, thanks for all of us, really. I mean, the, the smell <laughs> just goes with the airwaves. Boy, I, I guess 2020 was an interesting year. You know, you had some tracks cancel. You had, uh, you know, I guess b- b- one thing about it for the tracks that try to go on, knock on wood, it was kind of a, most nights, it, the weather was probably better than it has been for a lot of the summers, right? Yeah, it's still, I still have my fair share of rainouts throughout my scheduling that I have where, you know, I normally do five tracks a week, but, uh, I, yeah, I still was losing at least 20 races a year just due to weather alone, just looking at my notes here. And yeah, it was, we, we had plenty of rainouts, but we, we still were able to make it up elsewhere because COVID, you know, we, it did wash out our first part of the season, but it also added a lot of races at other places. Um, it, it made it easier for, let's say Fargo to pick up a few extra ones for the, for the season, and it was uh, it was it was interesting to say the least. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, wasn't easy all the way around. I mean, was there pretty good attendance? I know I'm sure they had to do a lot of separation as far as some of the tracks that you're at. I mean, a lot of COVID regulations, and from state to state, it was really different, right? It, yeah, it was. Uh, well, I mean, it was almost county to county. It was completely different. I know uh, Norman County Raceway had a little bit tighter restrictions as far as the number of people they could have in their stands up in Ada. And, uh, and they were able to follow that for the most of the year. It eased up as the season went on. And it, we just, we just seemed to be just under that, 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 uh, number of, we were allowed to, so we didn't get shut down at all this season. It was uh, pretty interesting that way, but I mean, like Buffalo river, they barely were allowed anybody. So that's why they just didn't even have a season this, this year out, of, out in Glendon. And that's only a 40 mile difference, but like Fargo, we were allowed to have as many people as we could, as long as we had them sitting every other row and nobody came in with, uh, we had, you know, scanners and everything, make sure they weren't too, uh, too hot. They weren't running a fever or yeah. anything. And we'd have them sitting every other row in the grandstands and, you know, we'd make sure they'd spread out. But when you have an 8,000 seat grandstand, I mean, you can do that. That uh, It works that way. So, but, you know, even there, I think the most we were allowed to have, I guess, was really half capacity. Interesting. How did things finish up? Just tell us a little bit about it. Well, it was uh, it was a like I said a real interesting year. We added a lot of different events out at the Red River Valley Speedway that we weren't able to have on our schedule to start with, and we we ended up getting we originally did not have the World of Outlaws at all 
for the whole season, but we were able to pick up the World of Outlaw Sprint cars and late models for two specials this year, and it was an incredible night of racing both nights with those, as well as we were able to pick up the Dakota Modified Tour. So you're talking about three of the premier divisions picking up two or three of the biggest events in the whole season this year and it was um it, it was really awesome to be able to host the dakota classic modified tour for the first time since i think 1991 i think was the, the only year they were able to host an event and usually that happens over the fair but with the fair getting canceled we were able to add a few events so i mean it was it was good and crowds were very excellent of course it really helps to have them sitting at every other row so the place looks absolutely packed yeah because <laughs> they're all spread out but i mean the crowds were great uh, we didn't have any problems as far as we heard. We didn't have any breakouts or anything like that with the COVID and everything. So everybody actually did what they were supposed to do with our guidelines, and, and that was tremendous. Uh, excellent. All in all, you want to give us get a little rundown of uh, everything that took place? Or? Well, you know, we had uh, we had I had 86 races that I got the chance to get in at 26 different tracks in six different states, and you know, we had uh, we had a lot of. A lot of big winners. We always like to do our usual uh, champions of the divisions of of racing for the Checkers and Wreckers Championship of the World. Uh, in the go-karts, after visiting uh, and working at a career-best five different go-kart tracks this season, it came down to a major first. Not only did we have a tie, but it was between two brothers, Andrew and Alex Clark. We're going to let them fight it over at the dinner table to figure out who uh, is the <laughs> grand champion of the go-karts. <laughs> In the mini stocks, after picking up his first career win as well as his first uh, track championship at the Cheyenne Speedway, the 7X of Gavin Walton grabbed up the mini stock honor. In the bomber division, Tim Gonska was racking up wins and consistency, consistently climbing up the national point standings every year, reaching an impressive eighth place in the national standings for IMCA hobby stock. So for the first time uh, in his career, he will be our bomber champ for the checkers and wreckers. In the Mod 4s, Keith Thell in the double OT won every race I saw him run this year, including a sweep of the Dean Funt Memorial to win his second Mod 4 title in a row. Wow. In the Legends Division, another second year in a row winner, the 72 of Turbo Ty Wilkie won so much this season that when he did not win, it was big news. Wilkie also was the track champion at the Norman County Raceway in Ada, Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo, Jamestown Speedway in, well, Jamestown, and the Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon, making him your Legends champion again for the second year in a row. And thankfully for all the other Legends racers, it looks like Ty will be moving into a 305 sprint car next season. So we might have a new champion in that division. Oh, awesome. In the in the Super Sox, uh, on the night that Shane Sabraski picked up his 700th career victory uh, in all of racing, he also had scored enough wins to double the rest of his competition in 2020. Old Brasky was the winner of the Super Stock title ever since we started this show nine years ago. So he's been dominating pretty good in that division. In the uh, the uh, B-Mods, as we like to call them, the uh, 2G or 2020 of Brock Runwell dominated it every time I saw him race this year as well, so much so that he won more than twice than the rest of the uh, B-Mod competition, giving him his first Checkers and Wreckers world title. In the Street Sox, the 46th of uh, big-time Johnny Carter was uh, – up front nearly every time I saw him this year, and especially at his home track of the Cheyenne Speedway at Lisbon. And on top of becoming the inaugural winner of the Stethis Street Stock Tour, Johnny is your Checkers and Wreckers world champion in the Street Stocks once again. Yeah. For the uh, first time since the Stock Car class was added, the Stock Car is next, obviously. And, uh, 
the area we had the this is the first time we've had a winner not named Rob Van Mill. This year's honor goes to the number four of Rick Schultz, who picked up a couple of clutch wins late in the season to win this year's title. And in the sprint cars, this was kind of a little bit of a shocker being that I got to see a lot more sprint car races than I normally do, and a lot of them had Kyle Larson in them for one. But Jade Hastings in the 8-H machine won twice as many races this year while I was in attendance than the newly reinstated the NASCAR number 57 of Kyle Larson, earning him his first checkers and records title. In the late models, the 44 of Cole Show had a fantastic year, including picking up his second straight Jamestown Stock Car Stampede win on the way to picking up his first checkers and records title. And in the modifieds on the strength of his Dakota Classic Modified Tour and Red River Valley Speedway points titles, the most feature wins in the area, the 10 of Austin Arneson repeats as your modified champion. And uh, I like to do a few little other things on on the side here, celebration of the year, which was the best victory lane celebration, July 13th, the Williston Basin Speedway, the 27X of Mad Mike Hagen snapped the Dakota Mod Tour win streak of Elijah Ziebenbergen and collected a $1,500 bounty. And uh, just the way he looked in victory lane, I've never seen someone so happy to win a race. And that's his home, I think it's one of his home tracks. He races out west out there in the western part of North Dakota and just seeing the look on his face when he got out of that car and how happy he was, that was definitely the celebration of the year. Honorable mention going to Roger Pokey Lukes, former announcer turned racer in the mini stock division down at the Cheyenne Speedway, catching beers from the West End Wild Bunch at the Cheyenne Speedway. They were literally throwing beers at him like <laughs> Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve, Steve Austin. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And he's, he was catching them and drinking them, and he was doing uh, beautiful, doing fake, fake snow angels on the roof of his car. It was pretty wild celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, our hard luck of the year for the ninth year in a row, the Wee Town Outlaw Speedway, which has been rained oh. out since season championship of 1993. I was really hoping for them this year. They really were putting a lot of effort into their social media this year on their Wee Town Outlaw <laughs> Speedway page, and every week it was cancellation after cancellation. I can't believe. I mean, their wa- their water truck is still flooded out. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I saw that quite a bit on Facebook actually. I, with all you know, <laughs> just how it worked out. So that and tumbleweeds. I mean, just kind of how that works. But yeah. yep, uh, wreck of the year, and this was uh, an impressive one. The August twentieth edition of the races out of the Norman County race, where the number forty of the Cheetah Rob Van Mill was absolutely running away with the modified feature, but he made contact late in the race with a floor car of Irv Grossman, which sent. Van Mill airborne off of turn one, and uh, he ended up sliding for quite a ways. It, it actually, uh, we rained out the week before, and it was raining a lot coming up to that event. We thought we were going to rain out that night. So when he landed, he hit the grass and slid for a while. And uh, ended up sliding so far into the shelter belt off of turn number one, he busted up a high school kegger. He, all the way through <laughs> the trees. He went through a wire fence, oh landed dirt embankment, <laughs> missed several large trees till finally coming to a stop. And thankfully, he was fine. And uh, fittingly, a sign was placed where his car stopped to forever commemorate the uh, the incident. As wow. he's the farthest person to ever make it into those trees, we what? didn't know he could make it that far. <laughs> he sit there like Clark Griswold and say, "Boy, we, that was a long way, huh? Ah, like a football field." <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad he's okay anyway. That's that's the good yeah. news. All right, and, uh, <laughs> we have our unintentional rollover contest too, and this was a big year for this because. As of today, we had the most entrance in this contest we've ever had since I jokingly started coming up with this contest. 32 different drivers entered the unintentional rollover contest this season. 
and it literally came down to the last week for us to get a clear winner. The honor goes to Raverton, Arkansas, number 37J of Jimmy Pappy Leonard, who is a Vietnam veteran. Has re- his number 37 comes from the 37 service medals that he was awarded in the uh, in the United States Army, including five Purple Hearts. The way he said that he got those is he forgot to duck five times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> One of the great people I've met in That's this sport, awesome. and I was so happy I finally got the chance to talk uh, talk to this guy. I'd never heard of him before the event started, but I was told I needed to go meet him, and I'm so glad I, glad I got to meet Pappy out there. Uh, he rolled over in turn one at the Batesville Motor Speedway a total of four complete times, giving him a final score of 16 points. You get one point per side that goes over. And the good news, of course, is he was okay. And not only that, a GoFundMe was started right after that, after we did a we did a little video interview of him. And uh, because of his service, uh, because he's a veteran, and because of our video, uh, everybody got behind and made sure to they donated money and he had a sponsor that came out and got him a car for the next next night of racing so he was back out the next night racing once again i think he went through three cars the entire weekend but he gets the honor also because that wasn't even the first time he rolled this year he rolled three other times leading up to that is amazing well i I tell you what hats (laughs) off to him and the fact that he was able to come out that unscathed is a really really good story that's for sure clearly luck has been on his side yeah (laughs) His whole entire life. Very good. Well, I, I tell you what, Corey, it's always fun talking to you. Hopefully, you're speaking of luck, hopefully 2021 is a lot luckier than the mess that we had here in 2020, and I'll look forward to it once we get all the snow out of here and it's dry and we can talk about dirt track racing again. Yeah, it would be uh, it, it, it would be a lot of fun to be able to actually go into this event this whole next season and not have to worry about people or about events, anything like that due to COVID or anything like that. It would just be nice to go back to normal again. You bet. Hey, you take care of yourself, my friend. Thanks for being with us. All right. Thank you. Again, Corey Litton here, Checkers and Wreckers. Jack Sunday made it famous. We like to keep it going to talk about the local dirt track race. If you follow him on social media, Corey Litton, he'll uh, get you all up to date on all the stuff he does. He really does a great job staying involved with that. Derek Hansen, Couch Potato Radio. Coming up, John Krasinski, The Athletic. We'll talk about the Minnesota sports scene, everything that he covers, including the Timberwolves and the Vikings. Maybe the Gophers will give us a little love here. And uh, also get his thoughts on Sid Hartman passing away at the age of 100. He obviously was with him quite a bit. This is Couch Potato Radio, KFGO.